What is up, everybody out there? Welcome to the IGN All-Star Community Podcast, IGN's number one community podcast on the internet. I'm your host, the epic Jake James Lugano, and with me, I got my compatriots, Mr. Peter Lopez and Mr. David Quigley. Gentlemen, welcome to 2016. Yay, 2016. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Pete's like, I mean, not Peter. David's like, oh, yeah, 2016. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Here, so yeah, but gentlemen, it's 2016. It's a brand new year. How do yes, you guys feel? Pretty good, pretty good. I want to do a lot of big things this year, so hopefully everything falls into place correctly. Aiming high, I love it. What about you, David? How, how are you feeling about 2016 thus far? Kind of down on it. I'm, uh, ready for 2017? Yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been like what, like a couple weeks of 2016? You're already calling it. Creed. No, it's that. Oh well, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's uh, Assassin's Creed Chronicles uh, India and Russia yeah. coming Just out. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, then again, I heard I heard it was kind of meh from uh, Mr. Vincent yeah. Janito over at IGN because he did the review for Assassin's Creed uh, Chronicles India. So who knows? The next place they're going to is Egypt, from what I'm from what I'm hearing. Right. So, but yeah, regardless, though, it's a brand new year and such. And remember, guys, if you're interested in actually participating in the show, asking us a question, making a comment, and all that jazz, don't forget to send us an email, allstarpod at hotmail.com, or send us over a tweet, at allstarpod on Twitter. Okay, we want to get some more interaction with you guys over the course of 2016 on all the episodes of the All Star Podcast. It should be pretty fun, so hopefully you guys send us a bunch of questions, comments, and whatnot, and we could actually feature them here on the show. But... Let's get into today's topics. We got a lot of good stuff to kind of talk about to kind of kick off 2016. So, Pete, I'm going to shoot it over to you. What do you got for us? Yeah, so just a, I think it was yesterday or maybe two days ago, Capcom, Vancouver, and Epic Games, you know, teamed up together to basically allow Capcom Vancouver to utilize Unreal Engine 4. And Capcom Vancouver, in case you guys didn't know, I believe they're the individuals who created or put together, developed, whatever you want to say, um, uh, Dead Rising. Okay, nice. so so could you imagine Dead Rising running in Unreal Engine Four? That'd be freaking fantastic, right? I mean, Dead Rising, Hell yeah, Dead Rising Three on the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty looked great, so it's only going to go up from there. Um, but I, you know, I was really, you know, there's been a lot of things coming out in Unreal Engine Four that that have been found on um, on YouTube. You know, we had recently, I believe it was Crash Bandicoot. Uh, someone put together some Crash Bandicoot gameplay on Unreal Four. Uh, we've seen Sonic in Unreal Engine Four. We've seen Mario in Unreal Engine Four. So it really just proves how freaking fantastic Unreal Engine Four is. Um, you know, I wanted to see like which my topic, I guess, is which video games would you guys like to see run in Unreal Engine 4? And and there's plenty of games out there. So uh, if you guys want to chime in, let me know because I'm dying to find out. Hmm. This this could be tough. David, you got any ideas? I do. Um, I thought a couple easy ones would be we just saw GoldenEye, um, Perfect Dark. As oh, that's a successor. right. Um, I think Ocarina of Time would be... A good candidate, and uh, I think somebody's done that on one of the older Unreal engines. No, though. I'm talking about the whole game, right? Yeah, oh, the whole game. game. Okay, yeah. yeah, not just like a visual cut of it. Um, and then my more obscure suggestion would be F Zero. Oh, if they nice. could get that high res in Unreal and with that speed going behind it, that would be. I think amazing. it would work. Yeah, I, I can roll with that. That actually sounds pretty cool. If I had to choose one, though, and even though the funny thing is is that I just saw something yesterday or the day before about this. I want to see Pokemon done 
in, in, in the Unreal Engine. Now, funny enough, because Pete, you were mentioning before about a bunch of other games we've seen like random people use it for. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw this little thing where somebody took the map, I believe it was of Kanto or Honan, where they actually did this kind of like, you know, zoom out and then they zoom right into like the actual world map of the Pokemon game done in the Unreal Engine, which looked fantastic. But I would love to see a battle system that kind of looks like a blend between traditional Pokemon games like on the Game Boy uh, uh, platforms mm-hmm. and also the Pokemon Stadium uh, battle system. Uh-huh. Because I think that would look gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Dude, Pokemon Stadium and Unreal Engine 4. That would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be be badass. And then could you imagine Pokemon Tournament in Unreal 4? Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, any one of those things, and I feel like anything could look fantastic in Unreal Engine 4. I think, though, that really is the the, the better question is that how would it actually look and kind of like relate into the gameplay? Of, of when you know how those two are going to blend together and stuff because it could look super realistic it could look super fantastic with like all these crazy details and stuff like that but do you really want the same type of gameplay or do you want things kind of like changed a little bit to compensate with those new visuals i just want a pokemon game in unreal engine 4 <laughs> hyper realistic pikachu for the win i mean i don't know if we're ever going to get that and i don't even know if let's say a nintendo's next place right well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know if NX is going to get if NX is even going to be able to utilize something, you know, like that. But I can only hope, you know. X going to give it to you, hopefully. <laughs> Keyword, hopefully. Yeah. Let's move over to our next topic, David. You got something for us this week? How how you breaking in 2016? Well, uh, a few days ago. Amazon announced that all of the Amazon Prime subscribers, you know, you already get your video streaming and a book a month and stuff. Now they're adding 20% off discounts to games that are either pre-ordered or bought within the first two weeks of launch. So saw that. Um, This reminds me of the Best Buy deal where it costs $30 for two years and you get 20% off new games whenever you buy them and then other stuff also like the amiibos are 20 percent off too Hmm. um but that's had me thinking what are our own personal gaming purchasing habits are are we all people that are constantly buying the things that are right when they come out or are we waiting for the first price drop or you know does your backlog affect your when you buy games Hmm. Uh, for me myself i have the best buy program that I've had for a couple years. I don't buy too many games right as soon as they launch, but it's gotten my money's worth out of it for the last two years. But now with this Amazon thing coming out, I'm kind of thinking if I I already have prime, so maybe let the best buy thing slide and just carry that over into Amazon. Hmm. I think, I think if you did decide to just drop best buy, I think you wouldn't be doing yourself a disservice um, considering that Am- I, okay just like you said Amazon's giving you 20% off of either pre-ordering pre-ordered video games or new video games within the first two weeks of launch um, one they're already giving you a discount for something you already own like you just said Amazon Prime I'm in the same boat as you um, in that regard um, but like dude they're gonna ship it to your house my only question is is what time is it going to arrive? Now I'm all on board. Well, it's you know, prime. so it'll be it'll be two days, or if it's a pre-order, you'll get it the day it launches. 
Yeah, but I, I guess I well, guess what mean, I really want is midnight. specifics. Yeah. Well, n- well, not exactly midnight. I mean, I, I don't have to have a game right when the clock strikes midnight. But I mean, if it's first thing in the morning, okay, that's when I'm going to buy the video game anyways. If I was to walk to Best Buy or Target or GameStop, um, if if I get the game at like five in the evening, that's a different story. Yeah. Well, listen to this guy over here who can walk to Best Buy. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. <laughs> True. Some of us I, live I, out I, in the middle of nowhere, and I'm sorry. We'll, you know, I, I got to drive twenty miles to go get something one way. So yeah, it's yeah. I guess for you, it's a lot easier to just go down the street. But uh, if you don't have all those things available, the the shipping is very nice to save time, and it's worth waiting a couple extra hours, in my opinion. I guess. Yeah, you know something, I think you guys bring up both good points because knowing a lot of people that kind of like buy games, you know, around launch time on the regular or people that just have Amazon Prime for a variety of different reasons, I think this is going to be a good benefit for them because for those people that buy games frequently around launch like that, this just gives you another reason not to go to GameStop. Like, because again, you're going to get that extra 20% off the full retail price from what you pay or whatnot. That sounds cool and dandy and such. What I think this is really going to be killer for is for games that are digital. Now, granted, digital games, you could get them day and date, you know, of launch or like pre-order them on like PlayStation Network, Xbox Live Arcade or eShop respectively and such. However, I feel like if they still offer stuff like those downloadable codes on Amazon Prime, which I'm pretty sure they do, right? Because it's actually, it's to my understanding, and someone please correct me if I'm wrong, it's only for physical copy. I'm not 100% sure, but that sounds right to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Because the way I was thinking that, if it was everything. No, yeah, it's disc. Oh, okay, all right, that makes sense then. Because I was thinking like, okay, if it's if it's digital as well like that, this will be like a great freaking value to do so. Because then you're gonna get it immediately and stuff. But then no, knowing that it may just be you know physical only, I still think it's a good thing. Again, especially for those people like like kind of like what David said. If I'm gonna be that guy that gets up in the morning, you know, just to go to the store to get a game, or at least you know maybe not go that same exact release day like that, I could just do that. And it'll just come to my doorstep, and I'll save my trip to the, my, myself a trip to the store, which I think is fine. I just think the extra discount is just okay. It's a it's a nice little accent, another reason why not to go to specific retailers or whatnot for people. Yeah. It really is the cherry on top because when you think about it, you're getting the video game, I believe, for forty-seven dollars as yeah, opposed to like sixty-five. Opposed to fifty-nine ninety-nine. Yeah, yeah. So, and and I really think this is meant for somebody who already has Amazon Prime. You know, I think that's the 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 plus side to it because I mean, I couldn't see average Joe spending a hundred dollars on Prime on a prime membership just to get a 20% discount. Because if you're going to do that, you could be like David and head over to Best Buy and spend $30 yeah, for essentially the same thing. It's two years for $30. So okay, Best Buy. And they have other benefits um, like certain pre-orders also get you $10 back. So it ends up, you can roll those and you end up getting them for 38 on launch day. Um, you know, so it's good that we have more options, though. This looks to me to be kind of a direct shot at Best Buy more than anything. Yeah, I know GameStop doesn't really do much in regards to discounts other than they don't help rewards. They're like rewards card. I think it's like ten percent off of uh, video games with used video games, uh, which is essentially tax. <laughs> yeah, you know? it pretty much is. Yeah, I mean, at GameStop, they don't really do much to kind of give you discounts, especially on newly released titles and hardware, which I think is kind of a little bit to their detriment because more people would shop there if they were throwing a bone. Okay. And the funny, the funny thing is, is that 
the more you spend there, the more rewards you can get at GameStop, especially if you use the power up rewards card, which you gotta pay for each each year, mm-hmm. you know, for, for every 12 months or whatnot. And and that's good and it gets you little knickknacks and stuff. But I feel like, you know, as far as like buying is concerned, as far as like being consumer, you know, even me who buys a lot of used games from GameStop when I do go and such, I feel like I don't get enough from them. I feel like they're not they're not they're it's more like they're doing me a favor than me actually going out to buy something and me feel like being treated as a as a respectable, you know, frequent customer. You know what I mean? Right. In case you guys didn't know, I'm curious if you guys heard about this because this actually happened, I believe it was like yesterday or the day before. You might does anybody here a friend a fan of Snoop Dogg? Anybody like rap music? Uh, it's old school Absolutely stuff. Not. It's old school stuff. You like Snoop Doggy Dog? The D O Double G? Well, Snoop Dogg is pissed. Like, literally P I S S E D. Really pissed. And he's pissed specifically at Xbox Live. Now, According to him, he put out this uh, Instagram video, which I think is hilarious. Okay, it's it's absolutely you know just the fact that he's raging a little bit, but he doesn't know exactly who he's supposed to be raging at. Right, <laughs> he's raging at Bill Gates. He's like, "Yo, Bill Gates, fix your stuff. Like, you know, fix fix your online infrastructure." Mainly because that Xbox Live was down for a time, you know, not too long ago, and he couldn't play his games online, which uh, that happens now seems to be on a regular. Every once in a while, Xbox Live or PSN will go down either for maintenance or a DDoS attack, you know, something happens and we can't play our games online for some people especially if you own an xbox one you like playing titanfall you wouldn't be able to play certain games online without the uh, connection to xbox live so obviously with him that seemed to be the case he was pretty upset about it took to instagram to actually make a video say that how if they didn't fix up their stuff he's going to go over to playstation and a lot of people were passing this around and stuff and things like that so the question i want to bring up outside of the hilarity of this little little event I actually want to ask you guys specifically, do you guys think that maybe we depend a little bit too much on Xbox Live, PSN, Nintendo Wi-Fi? Do we depend too much on our online services for our gaming experience? Do you want to take that Uh, one first, David? Definitely. People are out of control with their freaking out about these things that go down. Um, Just today, as we record, PlayStation is sending out one-day extension codes for PlayStation Plus for a recent eight-hour outage and you know there's a certain segment of people complaining that that's not enough um but yeah in general people are definitely overly concerned with this being down um if you read the fine print they both say you're buying the service but there's no guaranteed uptime uh there will be outages so it's part of the deal you can be upset yeah, most people aren't a whiny rich rapper who has a bunch of money and thinks he should be able to do whatever he wants whenever he wants because of that amount of money. That's just the problem here. Um, side note, Bill Gates hasn't been involved in <laughs> exactly. operations at Microsoft for over 10 years. <laughs> he hasn't been CEO at Microsoft for over 15 years. But that's probably about as long as it's been since Snoop Dogg's been relevant too. So, Ooh, good uh, burn right there. You know, whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's I don't think it's a good look for somebody that's trying to act like he's a tough gangster rapper, Snoop Dogg, crying <laughs> on the internet about his video games not working. 
Mm-hmm. He might have had one of those moments. But I will tell you one thing, though, in regards to that. I'll tell you that Phil Spencer dodged a big bullet. Yeah, he did. <laughs> that sent his way, which I thought was hilarious. I, I saw a thing, a posting by Eric Kane talking about it, saying, like, hey, you know, you guys should really be mad at Phil Spencer. He's the Xbox guy that you want to go talk to about this. So <laughs> I feel bad for Phil because, like, shortly after, I'm pretty sure he got, like, a bunch of, like, tweets sent at him. I mean, I totally get where he's coming from just on being, like, being on a frustrated level, you know, where you're maybe he, I mean, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he didn't have, he hasn't had much time to play video games and he could have just been even more pissed off because he had a little bit of time to play and yet this happens. So I'll, I'll go ahead and give him that one. But I mean, know who you're shooting at before you pull the trigger. That's one thing. Um, and you can't necessarily be mad at, at, um, I mean, why would you be mad at Bill Gates? That's like, that that doesn't make sense to me. That's like if you go to a GameStop and there's only one representative there, but you're blaming the store manager when in fact it has to deal with payroll. He doesn't have hours to allocate. You it's know? worse than that, though. It's like blaming the the CEO of GameStop who retired 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, David. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I. It's just uh, I don't know. It's he's. He just really made himself look like another person ranting about something on social media or on the internet. Yeah, you know, the kind of behavior you would expect from some eleven-year-old kid on microphone on Call of Duty. And I mean, like, I think the people who are really being affected by this mostly are the individuals who rely or really want to play like Call of Duty or m- massive multiplayer video games. Not necessarily MMOs, I but. Fall. But, you know, multiplayer centric video games. Um, but perhaps they can take this moment to broaden their horizon a little bit and reach out and play book. different video games or read a book or listen to music or paint or something. Um, nonetheless, I just like I said, I'll just reiterate, like you want to know who you're who you're shooting at before you pull the trigger, especially on this thing called the Internet. <clears throat> I think I think we're all thinking the pretty much the same thing. Snoop Dogg looks like a noob on that one. Yeah. I see look like right about now looks like he's got better gaming skills than Snoop Dogg. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. But regardless, though, that those are discussions for this episode thus far. We're gonna take a small little break, and when we come back, it's gonna be trivia time. Okay, and David's gonna give us a nice good helping of trivia. So hopefully you guys can enjoy that. But don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, we hope you like what you're hearing, and if you do, please go ahead and leave us a 5-star review on iTunes to help new listeners find the show. Feedback and comments are always welcome, and remember, if you'd like to be a part of the show, send your questions to allstarpod at hotmail.com. That's allstarpod at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening, now back to the show. And we're back. Welcome back, people. Hopefully you rested up. Hopefully you reoriented yourself. I know we blew your minds there for a second to break in 2016. But get ready. Strap in. Put your seatbelt on. We're about to get into some trivia. Okay, so David, you got some trivia that's going to mess people up today. What, what do you got? I actually have three questions here related to 1990X classic Earthbound. Ah. Uh... Hopefully. I thought it was going to go all 1990 <laughs> Well, the 1990X was your clue there. So I have three questions, four choices each, and they progress in difficulty. So question number one will be the easiest, but don't get discouraged if you don't know it. Question number one, which of the following is not an actual location in Earthbound? We have A, Summers, B, Winters, C, Two-Side, D, Threed. 
man. No. I, I am not I familiar. Over Earthbound, a Super Nintendo classic. Uh, I need to play Earthbound again. Yeah, I need me to get too. out of this shop. <laughs> like, seriously, because it's been years. It was a, a big help in translating that over for us. I'm just going to take a stab and say C2 side. I'm going to go with D. I'm going to go with D. Yeah, it's been a while for both you guys, I can tell. Um, so the correct answer is two side. Three, three is the iconic zombie town. Like, mm. Walk in there. I don't know if you got you guys ever played through Earthbound, or is this going to be? No, I never finished it. I always I get to the part it. where you walk up to the meteor or that little part. It's like ten it's minutes like two in. Two minutes in. Yeah, yeah, and then I always stop. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time three's, since I played. I never finished near the it. beginning. Um, but you know these, the cities are Onet, which has one in it. Tucson is the two, not two side. Then you have three, then you have four side. Summers and winters also cities on a different continent. Mm. Well, that's question I number one. I only know one. of Smash Brothers. Mm, right. Yes. I am quite disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Profound Pizza, sadness. Keeps up 1-0. Earthbound. Question number two. You encounter a band called the Runaway Five multiple times throughout the course of the game. How many band members are in the Runaway Five? Three, four, five, or six? Uh, I'll say four, because I don't know this one. Blues Brother inspired type band. They assist you with some hijinks and play their Well, if it's Blues Brother, it's some three. Well, no, if you're saying Blues Brothers, no, Blues inspired, six. just like they're kind of, they wear the suits. And, uh, okay, I'll just say three. Eight. Yeah, I'll just say three, because I don't remember, honestly. Well, don't get thrown off by the Blues Brothers thing. I'm just saying that's the inspiration. But if you're both going with three, we'll stick with Pete being up. Uh, Runaway 5 has six members in it. It doesn't really make any sense at all. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. I've really got to replay this game to understand that one. No, no, you won't understand it. It's not mentioned. It just, you just count the number of people on the screen, and mm. they're, only called, <laughs> they're only called the Runaway 5. Uh, so we have Pete coming in with a 1-0 lead going into our final question. <laughs> Which of these items cannot be seen in Mother 3's Hall of Memories? A, the Runaway 5's Tour Bus. B, Eraser Eraser, C, Dungeon Man, D, Skyrunner. And I feel really bad because none of you have even played far enough to see a single <laughs> one of these items. That'd be Does funny for any meaning to you. Did you play Mother 3? I assume not. No. Um, uh, I want to get that fan translation of Mother 3 that people told, told me about to, to actually play. Because there's there's like, an, like a fan translated version of Mother 3 that's on the net that people played and they love that game apparently. D. <laughs> D I'm gonna go, go with the with dungeon man. I'm gonna go with dungeon man. Do you know what the Skyrunner is, Pete? No. Kind of a UFO kind of thing that flies you around from continent to continent. So did I get it right, uh, Pete or JJ? You know what dungeon man is? <laughs> no, I have no idea. All right. Well, you're both wrong. Oh. It's also not the tour bus. It's Eraser Eraser, which sounds made up, but I assure you, it's a real thing in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you encounter some pencil statues throughout the game and they kind of block your way you have to acquire a pencil eraser and then as kind of a joke after that there's another statue that is a statue of an eraser so the same inventor must invent 
the eraser eraser which cannot be seen in mother 3 so I guess I should have cleared my topic with you guys ahead of time, but... Yeah, right? We got we got the bodies, pretty much. <laughs> Pete's going to take this one one to nothing, Sweet. and one of the two of you will take over next week and hammer me with a topic I don't know anything about. I, I, I fully intend to, good sir. <laughs> Pete's like, I got something for you next week. It's a go down, ladies and gentlemen. But thank you for the trivia time, David. That was fun, somewhat, even though it was pitiful and noobish of us. Not to have played completely of, Mother, of Earthbound or Mother 3. But let's get right into the next thing. It's about that time, Pete. It is about that time, buddy. It is about that time for the IGN Community Spotlight. So tell me, who is this week's 2016 first Community Spotlight? All right. So our Community Spotlight is Jerbear XD. Unless the XD is like a emoticon for laughing, I guess. <laughs> so, so this individual can be found on the IGN uh you know the main page and uh let's see their favorite games are dishonored and kingdom hearts and those are two really cool video games in case you guys haven't um checked them out definitely do that i know dishonored should be on xbox one and playstation 4 if i'm not mistaken yeah uh as an hd re-release yep um but yeah yeah definitely Definitely head over to IGN.com and send Jerbear XD a friendly little uh, message. Yeah. Tell him, tell him thank you for being another good Kingdom Hearts fan. Because obviously there's Kingdom Hearts is an awesome series. I love Kingdom Hearts. I, mm. I love it much more than Dishonored, I'll tell you that. Nice. But definitely. There you go. My dude, you're this week's Community Spotlight. Hopefully you enjoy that. Hopefully you guys send him some nice stuff again. Send him a nice comment thanking him for being a Kingdom Hearts fan or a Dishonored fan or just being a good person in general mm-hmm. and such. But, okay, do we have any reader mail for it to break in 2016? <laughs> we uh, we kind of don't, but when I did a shout out, so in case you guys want to be a part of the show, you can hit us up on email. It's allstarpod at hotmail.com or you can send us a tweet, which is at allstarpod. When I uh, sent a... Uh, a message out to our our Twitter followers this morning. Somebody plug their painkillers. <laughs> so, <laughs> painkillers? What? Yeah. What? It's, <laughs> just it's like, like, yo, you're gaming pretty hard right about now. You're going to need to kind of numb yourself out. It says we have all kind of ca- painkillers and drugs. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's going to be that guy from Resident Evil 4. What are we buying? <laughs> yeah. So I just thought I'd mention that. I thought that was hilarious. Now, obviously, we do not condone the use of painkillers or drugs unless you... Rattle or for medical purpose purposes but uh yeah we have yet to receive a um a listener mail <clears throat> we need to change that people mm-hmm. straight up we need to change that listeners hopefully you guys send us any sort of uh listener mail again allstarpod at hotmail.com or at allstarpod on twitter Hopefully we get some good questions, we can get some good comments. We could showcase you guys part of the community here on the podcast because we want this to be the number one IGN community podcast on the internet. That's the only way that we're going to get it done. It's the only way that you guys are going to enjoy it that much more. So we hope that you guys can help us out. Hope that you guys can indulge yourselves a little bit as you listen to the podcast. How does that sound to you guys? Sounds fantastic. All right, cool. So with that being said, though, we're coming towards the end of this first episode of the All-Star Podcast of 2016. Let's wrap this bad boy up. So, Pete, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, you can hit me up at Pete underscore Lopez, and Lopez has a zero in it. 
Mm, cool, cool. You can find me at Venomous Fat Man One on Twitter, as well as also find the show at All Star Pod on Twitter as well. David, the yeah. big question, million dollar question: Have you started a Twitter, my guy? Yeah, you're not following me. <laughs> I'm not following you. I didn't know. It's to me. What do you? Where can I'm at David Quigley? Uh, no special tricks in my spelling there. <laughs> Just D A V I D Q U I G L E Y, all one word, and. I'm on Twitter. It's happened. So somebody, yeah, the can, whole... uh, somebody talks <laughs> to me. I will talk back to you, guaranteed. Nice. <laughs> Everybody send David a follow. Everybody send David a digital hug. Hashtag digi hug. Send him a digital hug for welcoming him into Twitter. <laughs> finally, finally getting him a Twitter. That's awesome. But with that being said, guys, this is gonna wrap up this episode of the IGN All-Star Community Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Looking forward to an awesome 2016. We're doing good thus far. I think we're hitting the ground running. You know, wheels wheels on max, you know, over 9,000. So I think we're pretty good. But that being said, we will talk to you guys again real soon. Peace out. Stay epic, everybody. Peace. Peace.